Welcome to this episode of Hope and Struggle. Today, we're doing a little card talk with yours truly. Welcome. So I'm just coming off of a trip to North Carolina where I went to my third annual She Works His Way Narrow event. This is a business, women, Christian conference put on by my sweet sister, Michelle Myers. Years ago, I met Michelle in my turbo kit class. I was teaching fitness class at 24 Fitness. By the way, my favorite gym where we live, it's just the best gym. They have the best kind of classes. They have the most eclectic group of classes. There's 34 in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I just love them. I've been teaching with them since 1997. I'm a little partial, but some of the most amazing people in my life have trickled through 24-Hour Fitness. God just made it happen that way, and I praise His name for that. I was teaching a Turbo Kit class years ago, and a very, very, very teeny tiny girl with a little ball cap on came into my class. And I remember when I saw her, I thought, oh my gosh, she's so cute. Get in here, get into my belly. And, the, and these words came out of my mouth. And please know, I have apologized for this. Please know, I know so much more now. And to someone who grew up chubby, saying this to someone who is very, very, very thin doesn't feel like um, it's a put down or anything negative, but I didn't understand where Michelle Myers was coming from and the relationship between the two of us that would begin from this point on. The words that came out of my mouth when Michelle came in my class were, you know, get in here. Oh my gosh, you're going to have so much fun. By the way, you know, you need to eat a burger, something like that. And while if I ever say anything like that, I am totally doing it for humor's sake I did not realize that Michelle at that time was suffering from anorexia. Um, Michelle is wise, wise, wise beyond her years. She has written a few books. One that was very impactful to me. It was very informative on the brain in the control need for someone with anorexia. You know, they don't see things the way we see them. They don't see things in the mirror the way we we think we see things in the mirror. It is a very personal journey, and I don't pretend to know exactly what goes into that, but I do understand disordered eating, and um, I have talked with many, many, many women who are on both sides of the fence of disordered eating, so I, I have apologized to Michelle for that. Of course, she thought it was funny, but also tried to educate me on the understanding of it all. So that's kind of where our relationship began. This was before Beachbody. This was before we each had our own businesses and our own ministries. This was when Michelle had just married her husband. This is when um, I was, I believe, a single mom right around that time. And we started becoming friends at that point. I loved her. She was so smart. I got her to teach. Uh, fitness classes. She's like a super like athletic girl, like that kind of girl. 
And I was like, well, Turbo's a little dancing. And she's like, I, listen, you know, preacher kids can dance because she's a preacher kid. And so I said, well, okay, let's get you Turbo certified. So we got her Turbo Cake certified. I got her Pio certified. We had a thing at that time called Hip Hop Puzzle. I got her Hip Hop Puzzle certified. Um, And a thing called All-Star Presenter Camp, which was by far my favorite training ever. It was really a two-day training where I videoed you in the beginning. And then I videoed you as the progress happened. And this was really before we had phones that we could video on so easily. Like, how old does that sound? Please forgive me if you're like, oh my gosh, lady, get to the point with your nostalgia and walking up the, you know, hill in your boots in the snow with no socks or whatever the story is. But literally, I had a little video camera. Anyway, so at this event, we would help them progress to speak in public, to teach, to teach others, they would have to pass a few tests. And it truly was just two days of mentoring. It was still one of the highlights of my presenting career. And I remember that was probably the last event I did with her. So fast forward, she not only, you know, began teaching fitness classes. When our when the opportunity came up for this kind of beach body coach thing to happen, um, we jumped at it because, it, I mean, I wasn't sure what I was doing, but it made so much sense to get a discount. It made so much sense because I was already helping people lose weight. You know what I mean? I had already lost weight myself. I had already kind of been doing it, but just on MySpace. And by the way, if you've ever heard of a Beachbody coach, let me just clear the air. All of those Beachbody coaches that you've seen that have turned you off, that made you feel icky, or that you think being a Beachbody coach, you have to do a few things like a certain way. It, it's a lie from the pit of hell. It, you don't. I've been a coach for 11 years, but I never, ever, ever lead with that. I never want to be someone that just talks about a product. It, it, it's about a relationship, just like a relationship with Jesus. It's about what it has done. It's about what being consistent with fitness has done. And it, I just want to clear the air there because Michelle, Michelle and I have very successful businesses, very successful businesses. And you know, we, I, I really don't ever lead with I'm a beach body coach. And the reason is, unfortunately, there are too many bad representatives. And I say that with, I'm not being rude to anyone. I'm just letting you know the truth. It's just like if you went to a Zumba class and let's say the instructor was not great, then you're going to think all Zumba is bad. Zumba's awesome. It is so much fun. Go just find someone that's a great instructor. You know, it's just like, maybe going to that a restaurant one time and the food wasn't great, then you're going to think the restaurant's bad the whole time. No, maybe it was one time. You know what I mean? Or maybe it was just that particular representative or that particular wait staff. I don't know. I'm just trying to level the playing field here is that that is how Michelle and I make the majority of our money. And it is how we witness to people. It is what has developed into Hope and Struggle. It is what she has developed into Cross Training Couture, which she ended up selling, which was is a really cute, fun, scripturally based like t-shirt company that you, you know, work out in these t-shirts, but they always say something, you know, very clever having to do with, you know, some sort of scripture about strength and hope and love and anchor. Anyway, she began that. And then now she has her women's kind of work ministry called She Works His Way. So all of that history, just to kind of give you a foundation for what it is she does, what it what it is that has drawn us so close together and how we've kept our paths going. So after she moved from Texas, James uh, was offered a pastoral position in Austin. So when she was in Dallas-Fort Worth, we were very close, worked out together, you know, taught her how to teach the classes. 
we just became very close. And she's just, I mean, absolutely wonderful. So smart, so advanced. And they moved to a couple of places. Now they live in Asheville, North Carolina, which is where this event happened. And so the event, She Works His Way, is rooted in moms, wives, and women who feel the need to be that Proverbs 31 woman where we we feel called to have a side gig. We feel called to have a business. And whether that's maybe a very small business or a business like Michelle and Mines that, you know, helped our husbands retire and that helped pay off our debt and that became very substantial, you know, life-sustaining type of businesses. And regardless of that, we want to work our businesses the way God wants us to. We want to work our businesses with Him first, then family, then business, in that order. She Works His Way is all about this and keeping the main thing the main thing every day. And the main thing, first of all, you guys, is Jesus Christ. In the center of our hearts, us knowing Him and then making Him known through our lives, because our life is our ministry. But our business can also be a part of our ministry, too, because there should be no division. And so knowing that, that's kind of the basis of it. She had amazing speakers, uh, kind of breakout sessions. They have really fun vendors. But I have to just give you a little bit on some of my most impactful learning from this past event. So now that you know what it is, please mark your calendars next year. Why don't we go? Why don't you meet me there? It was at one of the Biltmore campuses with the hotel right next door. So we just got to the hotel, walked over, walked back, walked over. It was a great location, a beautiful venue, and perfectly private. And that's what I loved about it. Um, Sandra Stanley was one of the speakers. Now, real quickly, I've talked about how to get Jesus into your life every day, keep him on the front burner, one of my podcasts about kind of daily what I do to just always, always have Jesus surrounding me. And whether that's I'm reading I'm listening maybe to music, but one of my favorite things is podcasts. And years ago, of all people, Shalene Johnson said, I think you should listen to Andy Stanley. He's one of the best communicators, and he's Jesus, so I think you'll you'll like him. It was like that kind of conversation. And I'm like, who is Andy Stanley? So, of course, I find him. I Google him. I immediately start following his podcast. I love him. I've talked about him so many times. Well, Sandra Stanley happens to be his wife. And they're older, yes. And I only say that because, you know, you're thinking, well, what age group is she? You know, what what can I learn from them? They are a beautiful, wonderful, loving couple that have lived in ministry, but yet kept this loving family environment and kind of kept the main thing, the main thing. And you think, well, if you're in ministry, how could you not? Oh, there's lots of stories how that can get really twisted and how that can really ruin relationships with parents and and kids and things of that nature. And they have worked very, very hard and very diligently to do what's right by God first, by their family second, and caring what the people think last. And I, I just love that. And there was an interesting thread this year around fear. Now, one thing God has helped me get a very good handle on is not caring what others think, is not having fear of missing out, is not having fear of of falling behind or not mattering. Uh, I've got way too much 
uncontrollable situations in my life that I've had to cut the fat. And I say that with like all the love in the world, but I have no time for drama. I have no time for over the topness, unless it's about fun or, or like your eyelashes are over the top or your hair's over, then I'm all about that. But I've really, really been very diligent about getting rid of anything that's quote unquote extra that's, that's not fun. I cannot have extra relationships. I cannot have anyone that brings me down. I cannot have uh, negative people in my life, even if it feels like I should be friends with them or maybe they're, you know, some someone you feel obligated to. I don't feel obligated to anyone other than Christ and my husband and my boys. And so God kept reiterating to me to stand firm and stay, you know, where I am and maybe to even go deeper with that. But that, many of my hope and struggle family still deals with this and that we all deal with it from time to time. Hello. But the number one thing about fear that we must remember is that the devil loves it. He loves fear. Fear, there is no love in fear. And if there is fear and there is no love in fear and God is love, so where is fear originating? Where is fear growing and and how is it getting a voice? And, And I believe wholeheartedly it's because we allow it. You know, God's scripture tells us to take every thought captive. And that is what we must do when we have any fear rising up in us, fear of what others think, fear of not mattering, fear of falling behind, fear of missing out, fear of what uh, might happen. That alone, that last one, I believe is choking our current generation. I must tell you in another podcast about what Michelle said about uh, the scripture, the road, you know, one road is narrow, one road is wide and easy, one road is difficult, and kind of how Jesus tells that story with the parable and a uh, about the seeds and how where the seeds fall. It was so poignant and brings back to it. And I do not make light of anyone's worry or anyone's anxiety, but the Bible tells us to take every thought captive. Anxiety is fear running wild in our brain. Anxiety is fear going crazy within our heart, within our brain, within our mind. And I do believe that Jesus is the first step for everything. And I'm saying that completely out of love. I don't know your situation. And so that's all I know the truth to be, is that everything must start with Christ. Everything must come back to Christ. He is the great healer. He has given us the Holy Spirit to be our counselor here on earth. And if we're not actively dipping into that and, and, and going, we are going to experience things that we're not supposed to experience. That being said, there are ways in which to identify these four things, you know, that, or five things uh, that people, what we allow fear to run our life. But anytime anyone says fear, I immediately go, Jesus, 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 because I want nothing in my life to have fear in it because that's where fear is based, in a place where Jesus doesn't reside. Hope, love, future is where Jesus resides. And that was kind of the big theme. And so I've got more on this. And I know that, I know even for myself, I love 20 to 30 minute podcasts. So I'm not, I mean, I could talk to you all day long, but I don't ever want to make it where you're like, okay, she talks, she's really long-winded, so I don't like listening to podcasts. I would rather be shorter and allow God to just plant a seed 
maybe about fear, maybe about anxiety, maybe about just seeking him, maybe about really tapping in to what the Holy Spirit can do for you and what he wants to do for us. And, and, and just sharing the knowledge and truth that God is real. He will never leave us, forsake us. Something I think and pray and say out loud daily. I could have so much fear with what's going to happen with my husband. I could have so much fear about our business and what's going to happen. I could have fear about my mom and all of the craziness that's continues to ensue with her and just us being for the first time in a season with her living here, not being able to drive, still not healed, kind of sick, mentally not perfect, which I mean, hello, who's perfect mentally, but you know what I mean? And, and, and my son with about to go to college, I mean, there's just so many things that as I was listening to Sandra Stanley talk, that could be consuming me, but what glory would that give to God? How could I ever help you if I was in a state, uh, in a frozen state? How could I ever do what I believe my purpose to be if I'm paralyzed? And that's what the, the devil wants us to do, friends. And I pray right now that you will bind him by the blood of Jesus, that you will pray for a hedge of protection around you and your family and your business, and that you will take a stance every day to ask for God to pour his blood upon you and your people so that you will be protected. You will be clean. You will be cleansed. And the devil will have no foothold in your life. Tell him to get behind you. He has no place in your life. And he seeps in in the smallest cracks. Let me pray for us. Dear Jesus, I love you so much. I thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, for just this time alone in the car where I could easily listen to music or another podcast, but Lord, you well up in my heart to share what you have shared with me through amazing people like Michelle Myers and through events, Lord God, where she boldly steps out in faith, not caring what our generation or this world thinks, Lord God, caring what you know, what you think and what you teach. Lord, I love you. I lift up my friends to you. I lift up this female women's Jesus non-judgmental group, Lord God, that you've put on my heart to start. Please give it wings. Give us a name. Let it be just the right amount of the things that you want, Lord God, to lift people up so that we can join together and, and back each other up and have each other's back, Lord, instead of stabbing each other in the back. God, you know this is such a soapbox of mine. Why can't we find strong, like-minded, non-judgmental Christian women that at the tiniest thought of negativity, we take that captive. We take it captive under your reign, God, because there is no place for that in a Christian woman's heart. Lord, I fight the things of this world in your name. I fight anxiety. I fight fear in the name of Jesus Christ. It starts with you, God, and it's going to end with you. My hope is in you and in you alone. There is no other. I praise you, lady. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm talking about this lady who just gave me the bird. I'm sorry, I'm praying. 
lady, but I'm still going to lift her up. I lift you up in your Mercedes and your middle finger. I still pray for you. Oh, Jesus, I do praise you. I thank you for this time. Thank you for this class I'm about to teach. Lord God, you give me such an outlet through fitness. I pray that everyone listening can understand that you give us fitness for so many reasons and that we just need to tap into it. I love you so much, God. I lift up this message. I thank you for Sandra Stanley and their commitment to you, Lord God. I love you. I praise your holy name. Amen. Amen.